Amen. We're excited to celebrate this Vision Sunday and all that the Lord has planned for us as his people today. Amen. And I, I want to just for a few moments get into the word of the Lord. If we have nursery, amen, today. If you have children ages one through three, they're welcome to go right out of the sanctuary to the immediate left. Again, children in nursery ages one through three are welcome to head to nursery class at this time, right through the sanctuary and through the left. Amen. Why don't we turn to our Bibles, amen, if we can remain standing to the gospel of Matthew chapter 16. I want to read verses 13 through 18 today. And I don't want to be long with us today as I've casted vision, but I feel God's also given me a word in line with this vision. Amen. This message, I mean, God has had in my heart since October. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something how, you know, you just begin to pray and all of a sudden God, God, with every vision, it seems to work this way. Not the same exact way every year, but several months, amen, away, God just begins to point out themes and just things that start popping up that, that God starts to send his signal, hey, this is where I want you to go. This is where I want my church to go. And, and uh, honestly, probably, I mean, this message God gave me in October, but probably all the, the, the steps towards God directed me towards this began probably as early as August of 2019. And I know that God has something for us today. Amen. And that's going to last beyond today and lead us into his holy purpose. Amen. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 18. The Bible says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And just for context, amen, those words, Elias, Jeremiah, those are the New Testament Greek words for the Old Testament prophets, Elijah and Jeremiah. And so that's who people were thinking that Jesus was. And he saith unto them, his disciples, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. You had a name before the revelation. Let me give you a name after the revelation. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Somebody say it's time to build. I will build my church, Jesus said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to give a picture here of what Jesus is saying, which is widely misunderstood unless you take a very deep look at the scripture. 
What Jesus is saying at the end here, and I'll say this and we'll pray. Jesus is not talking about the church withstanding hell. Hell's coming. Hell's charging. And church, you better brace yourself because hell's coming so strong and so far and so fast. And, you know, but hell's not going to be able to, to, to come against your church. That's not what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is saying is that the church is advancing. The church, amen, is seeing lives restored through the power of God's word and his spirit and the earth and souls that were on their way to hell. The church, amen, God's body in the earth is storming hell, charging busting through the gates of hell and pulling souls out of hell and that hell can't do anything to stop the church. That's what Jesus is talking about. And so today I'm going to ask us if we can pray. Let's lift our hands unto the Lord. Amen. God is wanting to build us as that church that hell cannot stop. Let's pray and ask the Lord to believe and to buy into what he's speaking to us today. Lord, right now, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your vision. Lord God, we thank you for the confidence that you're desiring to give us, Lord. Your word is already settled in heaven. You're just waiting for earth to buy in. You're waiting for earth to believe what you say. Lord God, let your kingdom come today. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Build us as your people. Build us into the church that hell cannot stop. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's clap our hands one more time unto the Lord as we're seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. There is only one foundation that Jesus will build his church upon. There is only one foundation. Somebody say one. I know that's our theme in 2019, but it's a theme of the scripture that the Lord is one. Amen. There's only one foundation that hell cannot stop. This hell-shaking foundation is what Peter declared when Jesus asked him, Whom say ye that I am? Jesus desired to know, Who do you think I am, Peter? What do you truly believe about me, Peter? People are saying all sorts of things about Jesus in Peter's day as they are today. God is a man. God is a woman, God is a fish, God is a sky, God is a tree, you name it. People say God are all kinds of things. We were just in India a couple of weeks ago, and they worship all kinds of things. But Jesus is saying, hey, who do you say that I am? What do you believe about me? And Peter declared to Jesus, thou art the Christ. That word Christ means the anointed one. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, amen, in response, amen to Peter, upon this rock, upon this understanding, upon this revelation that you've just declared, Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail 
rail against it. Jesus was saying to Peter, you've received a revelation from heaven. And now that you've received a revelation, it's time to build. It's time to build. You've got a foundation I can build on. Amen. You know who I am, that Jesus is the Christ, the living God. We can build now a church that hell can't stop. Jesus makes it unmistakably clear that the church is his church. It is not my church. I'll say it again. This is not my church. You know, I was in prayer here some time ago. Hey, man, and the devil... You gotta, you see, you, you can know where the words are coming from by, amen, the fruit of the words and the source of the words and the context. Amen. That's why Jesus said, amen, my people perish for their lack of knowledge, their lack of knowledge of the word. When we know the word, we can distinguish the voice of God from the voice of the enemy. Amen. Amen. And so while I was here in prayer, the voice of the enemy said, look at this wonderful church. Look at all the things you've done in seven years. And I said, devil, you better shut up. This ain't my church. You mean look at all that God's done in seven years. You mean look at all that the Holy Ghost has done in seven years. You mean look at all the mighty works that the Lord has done. That's what the devil will do. That's how we try to tempt Jesus. If thou be the son of God, cast thyself, come on, boast, come on, walk in that pride. That's what Satan tries to do. He'll try to get you to think, amen, that you got where you got to on your own, amen, but that's not the church that Jesus is building, amen, it's a church, amen, with a revelation who knows that Jesus is God, and Jesus is life, and Jesus is salvation, and Jesus is victory, and there's nothing we can do without the Lord Most High. He makes it unmistakably clear that the church is his church. It's not my church. Sometimes people ask me questions about things, uh, things that, are t- that I teach, uh, things that we stand for as a church. Uh, amen. And they take it personal with my answers. But you got to understand, uh, my answers cannot be my answers. Uh, amen. I'm not the general of this ship. Uh, I'm not the captain of this ship. Uh, amen. As the pastor of this church, uh, I am an order taker from on high. Jesus repeated it over and over again. As the Father telleth me, so I do. As the Father saith to me, so I speak. He's modeling something that he wants us to learn. Amen. As God speaks to me, so I say. As God tells me to do, so I do. Why? Because we, this is not our church. This is God's church. It is bought by his blood. It is his church to build, not mine, not yours. In the Bible, Jesus says there is a foundation or a rock that he will build his church upon. And when the church is built upon this divine foundation, then 
then the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There is not one, there, I'm sorry, there is one foundation, not many foundations. There is one rock, not many rocks today. There are churches all across this world built on varying foundations, foundations of flesh, foundations of culture. Come on, somebody knows today, hey man, this church can't build, can't be built on our American culture. This church can't be built on our New England culture. Churches are built on foundations of flesh, foundations of culture, foundations of prosperity, foundations of convenience, what's in it for me, and what's the least that I can do and still get to heaven. Those are foundations of convenience. It's not God's foundation. It's not God's foundation. The foundation that Jesus lays is the only foundation that he will build his church upon. Churches who build upon temporal foundations are on their own. They will not see God's blessing. They will not see God's reward. They will not see God's demonstration. The Bible confirms, amen, Jesus repeatedly confirmed his word with signs and wonders. Amen, God's calling us to be a church who loves his word more than we love culture. This culture is not forever settled in heaven, but he said, my word is forever settled in heaven. This Bible, the Holy Bible, the word of God, I wish I had a witness in this house, is the only thing on earth that is forever settled in heaven. Amen. Trends change. Cultures change. Come on, somebody. Nations change. Amen. There's nations that existed before that don't exist anymore. Amen. But one thing that will never change is the word of God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want to build my life. And God wants to build his church on what's going to be lasting forever. It's time to build. He says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. It's all about the foundation. Amen. Churches who build upon temporal foundations are on their own. Foundation Jesus lays, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. What's the foundation? If it's time to build and God's waiting to build, God's wanting to build us as his people, he's waiting for a foundation to be laid. What's the foundation? The foundation is the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. The foundation is that Jesus is the word made flesh uh, who dwelt among us. Uh, If we can get John chapter 1 verse 14 on the screen today. Foundation sets the stage for God to build. The foundation is that Jesus is the word made flesh who dwelt among us. Amen. And he is full of of grace and truth. If we can leave that on for just a moment. Uh, This foundation that Jesus will build on is the foundation that he alone is God. There is not another. The foundation that Jesus came to earth to settle. People are guessing. 
Who do you say that I am? Who is this Jesus? I'm going to settle it. The foundation that Jesus came to settle is that when you have seen him, you have seen the Father. The foundation that Jesus came to settle upon the earth is that he is the everlasting Father. Jesus is the I am that I am. Isaiah 9, 6 declares this. It prophesies this as there are many prophecies about Jesus being God. Too many in the Bible for me to mention in one service. Too many prophecies that prove that Jesus is the one true God Then I can declare. But you better believe we're going to talk about it this year. We're going to get founded on it. Jesus is going to build on it. Why? Because when we know who Jesus is and that Jesus alone is God. God. Amen. Hell shakes. Hell can't compete. Hell shudders. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name, whose name? The child's name. The child's name shall be called Wonderful. The child's name shall be called Counselor. The child, amen's name, shall be called the Mighty God. This child is the Mighty God. This child is the Everlasting Father. And the Prince of Peace. The scripture's not mistaken. It's totally in sync with the identity and purpose of God. What's God doing through the word of God? He's laying a foundation, amen, that he can build upon. He's building a church that hell cannot stop and is built upon this revelation. The Bible says in James 2.19 that the, even the devils believe that there is one God. Jesus is not God Jr. Jesus isn't God and a half. The devils believe. Amen. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. That tells us it's not enough to be a believer also because the devils also believe but they don't obey. It's not enough to be a believer. Child of God, hear me today. It's not enough. I believe that. I believe in God. The devils also believe, but they don't obey. The difference between a believer and a disciple is a disciple says, I'm going to obey this one God. I'm going to serve this one God. This one God, I'm going to build my life upon this one God, and this one God's going to build my life. Somebody say it's time to build. Jesus says upon this rock, upon this foundation, this foundation, this understanding, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What Jesus wants us to know. He's very specific. Every word in the word of God is very specific. There are no accidental words in the Holy Bible. It is all on purpose, written for a purpose, and they are all in sync from Genesis to Revelation. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not 
prevail against it. Hell cannot stop this foundation that Jesus is God. Hell cannot stop this revelation. Hear me, church. Hell cannot stop this revelation. Why? Because Jesus wants us to know who he is. He wants us to know. Hell cannot stop the church who knows and believes that Jesus is God and obeys him. This church that has this revelation, and Jesus said it, flesh and blood, it's not, it's more than just a mental, but I just believe. Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. It's heaven's revelation. And God wants to give us the revelation of who he is. Why? Because he wants us to overcome hell. He wants us to live out his purpose. And it comes with knowing who he is. How are you going to walk with who you don't know? How are you going to serve who you don't know? How are you going to live out the purpose of one you don't know? Jesus wants us to know him. This church who has this revelation has the backing of heaven. The word of God says it. This church has the authority of heaven resting upon it. Why do we feel what we feel in this house? Uh, I can't count the people. And again, amen, I think I've made it clear. This is not my church, uh, and I'm not the reason why, amen, the things that God does here happens here. Amen, I'm just an instrument, amen, to be moved and do as God wills here today. But I've been said, I've been told so many times, uh, I've never felt what I feel here. Uh, I've never experienced what I've experienced here. I've been to many churches. What it is, it's the revelation that Jesus Christ is God and that he's holy. It's that Jesus is the word made flesh. That's why there's power. The devils believe, and it's why they tremble. This church has the authority of heaven resting on it. This church has the authority of heaven reigning over it. This church uh, is a submitted church. Uh, This church is a surrendered church. And Jesus is looking for a church, a people to build. He's looking for a people to build. Jesus is looking to build you. And to build me. But it first starts with a foundation. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.9 and Ephesians 2.29 that ye are the Lord's building. He's talking about people. We are not even our own building. The Bible talks about the body and many references being the temple or tabernacle of God. God wants to fill us. He wants to occupy us. Amen. We are not even our own building, but God's. 
We don't have the authority to build our lives however we want to. Amen. We are not our own building. We are the Lord's building. We must be built to God's standard. Jesus said, if any man come after me, he must first deny himself. How's God going to build me? I'm, I'm going to do this my way. Hell is paved with people. The pathway to hell is paved with people around it who said, I will do it my way. My way. Jesus taught us. If you're going to follow me, you must first deny yourself. Uh, when you pray, say, uh, amen, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's teaching us that we must do away with our own will and our own identity and our own way of doing things and surrender to him as the master builder. We must surrender our lives to allow him to build us up. We must be built to God's standard. We're going to make it in. We must be built to God's measurement. We must be built for God's purpose. We are not our own building. We are the Lord's. We must surrender our rights to his will. We must surrender our opinion. It never gets easy, can I just tell you? You don't wake up one day and all of a sudden surrendering becomes easier. You don't wake up one day and all of a sudden your will becomes easier to give up. I've got to yield daily. I've got to die daily. You know, I'll never forget several years ago, got to near close here. There was this, I can't say I remember what the building was, but there was this corner I would drive by. And there was just this rubble from the previous building. Why don't we stand on our feet today? There was this block. I honestly can't remember what was there. I'm sure I drove before the building was, you know, demo demolished. I just can't remember what it was before. I'll have to look it up. But... For months, there was just this rubble from whatever this building was, just, you know, just tons of stones, just all disheveled all over the place. And the Lord, when I would drive by that particular corner with that rubble, the Lord would speak to me and he would say, right now you feel your life is like this rubble. But watch how I build your life. On the corner now, that same corner, there's a beautiful industrial building. Don't know all the right terminologies, but, you know, just nice carvings in, 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 in the building. Well-structured, well-presented. It's a beautiful facility. And I would drive by that corner because I never noticed the corner before, but God got my attention when it was the rubble. And he said, I want you to come by here going to teach you something as you watch this corner go from rubble to a beautiful edifice. 
you keep your life in my hands, that is exactly what I will do with your life. And he's saying, he was saying to me as I feel he is speaking to all of us today. Will you let me build your life? Hebrews 10, 11, or 11, 10 rather. The Bible says that Abraham by faith looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The church, God wants to build his church on the foundation of his revelation. He wants us to allow him to make us, to build us, because the church is God's earthly prototype for heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Who's going to pray that prayer? Not everyone's praying that prayer and meaning it. The church who prays the prayer and follows it out, or the people who pray that prayer and follows it out, is the church. The church as it is in heaven. The church desire, Lord, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God is wanting to build a church that resembles heaven. A culture in this church that resembles heaven. There's not streets of gold on this earth. That's not what this is about. It's a culture of holiness. It's a culture of healing, restoration, salvation it's a culture of unity there's only one voice in heaven what God says is not opinion but there's only one opinion in heaven why? because all of heaven is in alignment with God's voice God's calling looking to build a church who's in alignment with his voice. God's looking to build a people. A physical building is not the Lord's building, but a people are the Lord's building. God is wanting us to know him, who he is. God's wanting to build, amen, our lives on the revelation of who he is today. Amen. He says in Daniel eleven thirty two, 32, that people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Here's the truth of the matter here today. We all come to God as rubble. None of us come to the Lord. We've got to learn how to give God our rubble. We've got to learn to admit first that we're rubble. That's the first problem right there. Too many people aren't willing to admit their brokenness their gaps, their weaknesses, their failures, their shortcomings. Amen. We either try to come and be all made up, okay, and put put on this air, put on this image. Can we just learn how to get real with God? Can we learn how to just get real with one another? Can we learn how to just be safe? Amen. Can we learn how to just give ourselves, amen, into the hands of a loving God? Can we just learn how to love people where they are, amen, but encourage them in prayer and in faithfulness? Hey, God wants to grow you. God wants to build you. I know you are where you are, and you got this challenge, and you've got this difficulty. But if 
you stay in the hands of God, we'll build you. Sometimes to this day, I still go to that parking lot of that new building and I'll just sit there. Don't even go in. Sometimes I do. But I'll just sit there and I remember what God spoke to me. God's preparing us for a physical building. Okay? He talked about that. God's preparing us. God's getting a building ready for us, but he's getting us ready for a building. But even more so than buildings on earth, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. And so while Jesus is preparing us for a place that is not on this earth, while he's preparing that place, he's preparing us to occupy are you living? Are you breathing? Are you on earth? Are you alive today? It means that we're not ready yet. It's not an indictment. It's not for us to hang our head about. You know, I mean, you know, five-year-olds don't feel bad that they're not 18. Right? Come on, I'm, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is shine light on the lies that the Satan tries to give to us, tries to make us feel bad because we're not this and we're not that. But I'm walking in the light. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to develop a prayer life. I'm trying to get consistent to the word of God, obeying his word. I'm striving to be faithful to the house of God. God's preparing us. I'm going to ask us to come down to this altar today on this vision Sunday. We're going to pray and dedicate ourselves to the Lord. God's going to really teach us this year what it means telling you, maybe one day, I don't know, I don't feel the liberty yet, but to show the place, come on, let's keep on coming. What the Lord wants to teach us is what he said to the house of Israel. He talked about the potter working building a vessel on the potter's will. It's lumpy, it's disorderly, it's disheveled. There's nothing beautiful or comely about it. And the Lord talks about him informing and shaping it. And then there was a mar and, and then it, 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 it broke and he, he began to form it again. He began to work with it again and he was faithful with it. He was needing all the knots out of it. He was getting all the impurities out of it. He was putting fire on it. He kept forming it. He would not take his hands off of it. And then he said, oh house of Israel, can I do with you? Will you let me? The Lord is saying it's time to build. But will you let me? forbid I have a take my hands off take the Lord's hands off mentality get your hands off of me God no keep your hands on me Lord form me shape me make me 
purify me. I don't like fire. Fire doesn't feel good. But if fire is what God uses to make me comely and beautiful in the sight of the Lord and for his holy purpose, and Lord, I want the fire. If I feel like God is pressing too hard because I've got imperfections and these knots in my life and these blemishes in my life, then Lord, keep your hands on me. I don't understand it. It doesn't feel good. But the end result is a beautiful building upon this rock, upon knowing who Jesus is. I can't know who Jesus is except I'm in his word and except I'm in a place of prayer and communion and fellowship with God. Upon this rock, I get to know that he is God. I get to know that this Jesus is the living God. And as I walk in that knowledge, both in experience and in intimacy. The Lord says, I'm going to build my church. You're my church. Point to yourself. Come on, put your finger on your chest. You're the church of God. You're the house of God. God wants to fill it. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is what we're going to do today. We're going to surrender our lives to God. There's some areas that we need to take our hands off. holding on. We're, we're scared of, 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 of God touching us. And let me just say, God's hands are going to do a better job than our hands. Yes. We, keep, we keep widening the wound. We keep deepening the wound. The Lord's saying, get your hands off so I can heal you. Yes, Jesus. So I can build you today. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands towards Jesus and just say, Lord, build me today. Build my life. I want to know who you are. Lord, knowing who you are, Lord, empowers you, releases you to build my life, Lord God, into your image. Lord God, I